Welcome to Voices of Experience, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, technology strategist and futurist, Crystal Washington. Today, we're going to discuss power planning. Do you employ strategic planning in your business? And did you have a contingency plan in place prior to COVID-19 that's saving your skin right now? If not, are you ready to lay the foundation to ensure you're prepared on all levels of your business for the future? Then outside of business, do you have a personal action plan for your shifting goals? Today's guests, Jennifer Elder and Ann McNeil, are going to help you with those exact items. They're gonna share some precious jewels with you. Are you ready? Let's get started. Today on Voices of Experience, we have Jennifer Elder, CSP, in studio talking with us about strategic planning and speaker finances. A little bit about Jennifer, not only is she an accountant, but her second year in the speaking business, she lined up 102 gigs, and she's now on year number nine. Thank you so much for joining us, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. This is such an important topic because oftentimes speakers ask questions about sales and marketing and what you do from the stage. But at the end of the day, our finances are almost more important in some ways. I mean, that's that's how we're making a living. So my first question to you is, what does strategic planning look like for a speaking business? Well, for a lot of speakers, because we do get into the sales and marketing, we just start chasing gigs. Mm. And we don't really put a lot of thought and effort into what am I really trying to accomplish? Okay. So a strategic plan does not have to be 10 pages, 50 pages. I'm actually going to share with you a, a one-page strategic plan that anybody can use. Oh, thank you. Well, anybody that's an NSA member will be able to access it. There you go. <laughs> thank you for your generosity. Uh, basically, what you want to do is set a revenue goal for the year. Okay. Now, I shared that I had 102 gigs my second year. Mm-hmm. I did that because that's the wrong number to be chasing. Mm. It's not the number of gigs. It's the revenue that those gigs generate. Aha ha. Yeah. I see it. So, and, and the other thing is not to track it, the, the revenue per gig mm-hmm. or even revenue per month. Okay. Because as uh, all of our members know, you can have an amazing month. Right. And then not have a gig the next month. Right. And you suddenly go into panic that I don't have any gigs that month. Mm -hmm. So my recommendation is to track your revenue by quarter. Okay. Put it into chunks of three. Okay. And I have, uh, accounting geek, I have a spreadsheet. Okay. So I have a list of all my gigs for the month, Mm -hmm. what I'm earning off those gigs, and I have a revenue target for that quarter. And I try and compare how I'm doing for the quarter versus what my target was for the year. And Mm -hmm. I can't tell you, when I shifted from tracking gigs Mm -hmm. to tracking revenue, I had so much more peace of mind. I didn't panic at an empty week. I love this. Can I share something that you actually reminded me of? And it might be also another good resource for those listening. I forecast in my speaking business as well. And score.org which is part of the Small Business Administration, they have a great forecasting template that speakers can use too. And it kind of reminds me of what you're talking about where you can track it, you have goals, and it it helps you kind of get a bigger vision of of your overall revenue. Mm -hmm. I love that. So what is the number one mistake you see speakers make when it comes to planning for disasters or disruptions? Well, one of my favorite quotes Mm -hmm. is, failing to plan is planning to fail. 
So one of the things that I think I see people make the biggest mistake mm -hmm. is not considering what could go wrong. Right. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be Debbie Downer. Right. You don't assume it's all going to go wrong. Right. You want to expect the best, right. but plan for the worst. Hmm. For things such as, what happens if the power goes out when you're in the middle of a presentation? Right. What happens if the uh, projector fails? Mm. The, those projectors are expensive. Right, right. The bulbs are even more expensive, so okay. they don't generally have an extra on hand. Okay. As an example, I always print out a copy of my presentation. Mm. So that if the projector fails, mm -hmm. I can still keep on going. Right, right. So it's having a plan B. Okay. What would you do if the worst time to be thinking about what you would do mm -hmm. is when you're in the middle of it? Okay. If there's a fire alarm, mm -hmm. if somebody collapses, mm -hmm. uh, we now have to start thinking about coronavirus and how that might affect us. What's your plan B? Mm -hmm. My plan B for the events I've planned is I've already contacted all of my booked gigs and mm -hmm. said, if something happens, we can do this virtually. Oh, so you've already contacted them. Already. They already know it's an option. Yes. And so you don't have to worry about getting that phone call from the panicked client who's already met with their committee. They decided to just nix it, not even knowing that this is an option. So they already started telling people don't come and you had a solution already. So you're getting ahead of it. Yes, getting ahead of it. And it gives your clients that comfort level mm -hmm. that not only can they trust you, right. but you're thinking of them. Right. And you're thinking about it from their perspective. And thankfully, with NSA and the Zoom op offer that we have, yes. I can host 500 people. Wow. So it's fabulous. But you have to think about these things ahead of time. Mm. And... No, I don't want to, again, I don't want everybody to think Debbie Downer disasters. Right, right. But it's thinking about what would be an unplanned interruption in your business mm -hmm. that would be painful? Mm -hmm. And what can you do to offset that? I like how you're talking about managing it ahead of time versus having it manage you. Yes. That's exactly. huge. So speaking of managing, when it comes to managing money, what are some of the items speakers should keep in mind for now and the future? One of the first things that I always tell people is once you start a business, mm -hmm. set up a separate checking account. Yes. Do not mix and mingle. We have separation in church of state. Right. We have separation of personal and business. Mm. So get a separate credit card. Okay. I actually have two. Okay. Uh, Amex is my favorite. Okay. But then not everybody accepts Amex. Right. So I carry a visa. Okay. So whatever it is that, you know, for those of us who travel a lot, you have your favorites is yeah, so, what some, gets some, you the points. Well, some associated with airlines, some associated with hotels. hotels. Yes. Yes. Uh, so separate checking account, mm -hmm. separate credit cards. Okay. Track everything. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while you can't pay for something uh, with a credit card. Right. So keep that receipt, put it in a file folder. Okay. Second thing I would recommend is set aside 20% of your revenue every year. Mm. When you get paid, pay yourself mm -hmm. in a separate account. Okay. Put that aside for taxes. Okay. Too many people say, I don't feel like I'm making money. Right. So they've left a full-time job. Right. And maybe they aren't making as much as they're used to, 
but they don't realize there are taxes involved. So they're making even less than they think they're making because they're basically borrowing money that they should be setting aside to pay Setting to aside. Yes, okay. And if you don't, the first couple of years, you don't really know what you're going to owe in taxes. Mm -hmm. So if you set it aside and you don't need it, mm -hmm. well, they, you just got a Christmas present. Right. And you can use that to invest back in your business. I love it. Last question. You have been amazingly generous, and I know some of us are having ahas. We're thinking about those things we need to go back and tweak. We're thinking about clients we need to contact ahead of time to get a hold, uh, get ahead of some uh, possible issues so that we can control that conversation. Are there two to three pieces of technology or resources that you'd recommend to those listening to get on the right track, other than the one that you have graciously allowed us to upload to the member area of NSA? Two resources okay. versus technology. Okay. The first is you have to have a good CPA, oh, a yes. certified public accountant. Okay. And not, I'm not saying walk into one of those tax preparation right, places right. that will do your taxes and will do it cheaply, mm -hmm. but they're not going to give you advice. Okay. So don't walk into T and D Square and ask them to. <laughs> Great. I've got nothing against any of the tax preparers, right, right. but what you need is business advice. Okay. You need okay. so you need to feel comfortable with whoever is your advisor. Okay. Uh, if you're not sure, mm -hmm. you can always ask other people in NSA that okay. we will share who our favorite CPAs are. Mm -hmm. Or every state mm -hmm. has a state CPA society. Okay. And they will have referral programs, so you can. Put in your information, what type of industry you're in. So, but I think it's not so much whether they have experience in our industry, mm -hmm. it's do you feel comfortable with them? Okay. So that's my first resource. Okay. The second resource is tracking your dates and your revenue in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Whether it is an online calendar, mm -hmm. or it's Excel, mm -hmm. or it's your CRM. Right. But track what you're making and compare it to the last couple of years. Mm, okay. So you can start to see the trends right. and use that information to inform when you decide to say yes to a gig or not. One last little aha. Okay. Is that when you do that, you will find out you have a busy month. There is a month that we all have. It's different for different speakers, but there's a month where you know you are going to be booked solid. Right. You need to charge more for that month. Wow. I'm sure we all have homework to do right now to future-proof our businesses. Jennifer was kind enough to share her revenue tracker with us. NSA national members can visit the Access Members Only Resources link at nsaspeaker.org forward slash VOE podcast to download the worksheet. Let's take a break from business and focus on you. What are your personal goals? Today on Voices of Experience, we have Ann McNeil, who's here to talk to us about personal action plans. Y'all know I like to introduce people with a number. Ann's number is 1979. That's the year that Ann started masterminding. As a result of the focus that she gained through masterminding, she now owns five successful organizations, including a construction business, a black women in construction association, a consulting business, a masterminding business, and she's here, so obviously a speaking business. Ann, thank you for joining us. My pleasure, my pleasure. Do you sleep? 
absolutely early. Okay. Okay. Well, let's dive right in because we want to know how we can have successful businesses like you and still sleep. So first question is, most of our listeners, we have goals, but we're overwhelmed with action items and feel behind, buried, or don't even know where to start. What's the first step? I like to start with naturally the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. That's a good book. That's a very good good book. book. And the first question he asks us all is, how much money do you want? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The second question he asks is, what are you planning on doing in terms of selling a product or service to get the money? The Mm -hmm. third question he asks is, by what date? Fourthly, he says, what's your action plan? The fifth step is an affirmation statement. And then number six is... Repeat it twice a day, once upon a rising, and then before you go to sleep at night. Now, the reason that's important, Crystal, is this. Mm-hmm. When we talk about personal action plans and we talk about personal accountability, whether it's through a mastermind process or not, I encourage my coaching clients and everyone that listens when I speak to write a goal in 10 areas of your life okay. and your business. And they are, first, a spiritual goal. doesn't matter okay. who or what you worship. Okay. Secondly, family. Mm. Third, financial. Fourth, education. Fifth, health. Okay. Personal and professional development. Mm-hmm. Your business or career. Your recreation, your creativity, and a civic goal. Okay. That helps, even if it's just one small goal in each area, it helps with a personal action plan. Hmm. I like that. Now, let's look at the speakers that are already doing well in speaking, right? So it's very easy for us to rest on our laurels and think that I'm in this place and I'm going to stay in this place. And we know that's not always how it works. Can you share tips for creating a personal action plan for people that maybe they're not starting from the beginning. They're in a good place, but they're heeding your voice and saying, you know what, I want to stay here and I still have additional goals. What tips would you have for them to create a personal action plan? Well, first of all, if you're staying any place, you're going backwards Hmm. because there's no such thing as staying where you are because everything is still moving forward. Mm -hmm. So what I would suggest anyone to do Read the book again. Okay. Read the book, Think and Grow Rich Again, and increase your vibration and your success consciousness in every area that's important to you. Because what happens when you do that as an action step, you then draw from the universe exactly what you're desiring and the same energy level that you're at. Mm. And the higher you take that energy level up and that vibration, you are now operating at a different level. That's why it's important to be in more than one mastermind group associating with different people at different levels of accountability Mm. for personal accountability. So that would be the first step. Okay. Okay. So we know to reread the book. Yes. Start with those affiliations. You gave us some wonderful areas of our lives that we need to look at with goal setting, 10 areas. Yes. What are your best tools or resources for support or accountability in hitting those goals? Because most of us are great at doing vision boards and all because vision boards are fun we you know it's like when you do scrapbooking as a kid we can write goals and we're speakers so we speak all the time so we're great at but how do we actually have accountability and support well personal accountability for me started with actually writing a book and i start with an obituary Mm -hmm. where it's an affirmation in the reverse where you're writing what you want to have said about you and you live through that wow so we should start 
with writing an obituary. Absolutely. Ooh, that's, that's powerful and heavy. It's a tool. Okay. A second tool is to identify a civic organization in your profession. Mm-hmm. It may be a philanthropic activity or an organization, but some way to serve. Okay. Because when we serve, it doesn't matter what level we are economically, you are actually giving more than you're receiving right. oftentimes. And that in and of itself helps to generate a different level of energy. Thank you for tuning in to Voices of Experience, the podcast of the National Speakers Association. Catch us on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, and NSA's social media profiles. I'll see you next week when we'll discuss you, but better. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.